What does it take to open your eyes and clear your ears? A couple of weeks ago on a Wednesday morning at about 10 a.m., I came into church and I found a young woman sitting by herself in one of the pews. That, of course, is not unusual here at St. Pius. Praise God, people make visits to our church throughout the day, especially on Tuesdays when we have Adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. But this woman's appearance was most definitely unusual in that she was upset, visibly upset, extremely upset. One look at her and you could tell that she had been crying for quite some time. There are moments when I will allow someone in that condition to be alone. Sometimes people need to be alone with God and let those emotions out. But something said to me that this situation was a little different. So I went over to her and I asked her what was wrong. She explained that her dad had died just a few days earlier and she was having a very difficult time coping with his death. She also admitted that she hadn't been inside a Catholic church in decades, even though she had been baptized and had been brought up as a member of the church. And she said that she felt tremendous guilt sitting there because she had neglected God for so many years and was now coming to him only because she had this big problem in her life that she couldn't solve on her own. Well, at that point, I looked around and I said, well, you know, some people who've been away tell me that if they came inside a church again, the roof would cave in on them. But I look around here this morning and I don't see any cracks in the walls and the roof is still up. So I think you'll be okay. Well, that got a little smile out of her. Not long afterward, I'm happy to say, she made a very good confession and had her sins forgiven, renewing her commitment to Christ and to his church in the process. What does it take to open your eyes and clear your ears? For this young woman, it took the death of somebody close to her to get her to open her eyes to the importance of God and the Church and the sacraments. It took a personal tragedy to get her to open her ears to the truth about her own sin and to the truth about God's mercy and forgiveness. And you know what, my brothers and sisters? That's okay. That's okay. We simply thank God that she allowed it to happen. As we all know, it could have been otherwise. She could have chosen to keep her eyes and her ears closed in spite of all that I said to her that day, in spite of the invitation and counsel I gave to her that morning. Our first reading today was from Isaiah chapter 35. There the prophet talks about God opening the eyes of his people and healing their deafness. 
But the text indicates that this will happen only after they've experienced a period of trial and distress. For the people of Israel, the people of God in the Old Testament, that's often what it took. They had to suffer. They had to suffer a lot before they finally opened their eyes to reality and repented and were able to receive the blessings from God that he had wanted to give them from decades but couldn't because they were so hard-hearted. Isaiah wrote in that text, Thus says the Lord, Say to those whose hearts are frightened. They were frightened because they were in the midst of a persecution. They were suffering. Say to those whose hearts are frightened, Be strong, fear not, here is your God. He comes with vindication. With divine recompense, he comes to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf be cleared. Today's story from Mark 7, the healing of the deaf man, provides us with a similar lesson. Here we have a person who came to Jesus one day and had his ears opened, but only, again, after an extended period of suffering. Now, you might ask, how do we know that? How do we know it was an extended period of suffering? How do we know he had been deaf for a long time? The answer is from the simple fact that he also had a speech impediment. People who have been deaf for years or from birth often have difficulty speaking properly because they can't hear what they're saying. We learn to speak by hearing other people do it and hearing ourselves. And if they've been deaf from birth, they have no idea what proper pronunciation sounds like because they've never heard anybody speak. In all likelihood, that's the way it had been for this man in Mark 7. But in the midst of that suffering, that suffering that had gone on for years, he did go to Jesus. And he went in faith. And because he did that, his ears were cleared and his impediment was cured. What does it take to open your eyes and clear your ears? That's a question for all of us to ponder this morning, including yours truly. Because even if we come to Mass each and every Sunday, each and every Holy Day, we may have our eyes and ears closed right now to some aspect of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's a very real possibility. In other words, we might be, to use the common expression, a cafeteria Catholic in some respect. Accepting church teaching, for example, when it comes to issues of social justice, like helping the poor. But closing our eyes and ears to the truth of the church, the truth of the gospel, on matters of personal morality, like abortion or contraception or some other issue, sex outside of marriage, perhaps. Or we could have the reverse problem, some do. We might happily accept the personal morality the church teaches, but we might neglect her call 
for economic and social justice, the call to work for those realities in our lives as best we can. What will it take to open your eyes and clear your ears with respect to those parts of the gospel that you find difficult to accept? And all of us do have certain parts of the gospel that we find hard to accept, to swallow. And what will it take to keep your eyes open and your ears clear? That's also a crucial question, especially on this particular weekend when we look back and commemorate the tragic events of September 11, 2001. I think we'd all agree that it was both wonderful and inspiring to see literally thousands of people flocking into churches around this nation on 9-11 and in the days and in the weeks that immediately followed. But I ask you this morning, where have most of those people gone? As planes are being flown into the Pentagon and into the World Trade Center by evil men, eyes and ears all over this country and throughout the world were suddenly opened and clear, were they not? People all of a sudden saw reality as they should see it all the time. They put their priorities in order, for example. All of a sudden their families became much more important to them than making the extra bucket work. Relationships became much more important than things. People saw clearly that they needed God and that only He could provide the strength that they needed at that moment in their lives. And I'm sure for some of them, the change has persisted. Thanks be to God. They had conversions in the midst of this national tragedy and they've stayed on the right path ever since. But apparently for others, the horror of those events was not enough to do the job. Yes, they allowed their eyes and their ears to be opened for a time. Just for a time. Because eventually they closed them again. And for proof of that, all you need to do is take attendance in churches this weekend and compare that to attendance in those same churches in late September 2001. I focused in this homily on how tragedies and difficult circumstances can open our spiritual eyes and ears to the truth of the gospel because that's the way it often happens. That very often is what it takes. But I'll end this morning by saying this. The good news is, it doesn't have to come to that. In fact, for many of the great saints of the church, it didn't take anything close to a disaster to make them open their eyes and clear their ears. All it took, believe it or not, 
was a request. If, for example, you had said to Blessed Mother Teresa of Calcutta during her earthly life, Mother, what does it take to open your eyes and clear your ears so that you take the gospel message seriously? She would have said, My friend, all it takes is a request. A request from Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. In the scriptures and through his church, Jesus makes a request. He asks me to open my ears and listen. He asks me to take his gospel seriously. He asks me to open my eyes to the fullness of his truth, to believe, to love, to forgive, to obey, to reach out to the poorest of the poor. He asks me to be pure in body and soul and to strive for holiness every single day of my life. And so I do. It's as simple as that. I don't need any further motivation. I don't need to have a suffering come my way. I don't need any other reason. Someday, by the grace of God, may all of us be able to say the same thing about ourselves and mean it like Mother Teresa. <laughs>